Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Did you guys, are you guys on truth? Do you have true social accounts? You should. It's a great platform because Trump's exclusively on true social. So if you want to get the skinny first, you can't get it on Twitter. You got to go to truth. So I know most of you are on there, but did you see the little video he posted last night? Guys, ladies, listen, um, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you who to vote for. I can tell you who I'm voting for. It's all I can do. I believe in the Constitutional Republic. I'm not an authoritarian. But you got to agree, like, this guy's probably the greatest political troll in American history. The video, <laughs> you, Joe, I know Joe's already seen it. It is <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a Friday. It's quick. I'll play that first. But I want to get into a very serious topic. It's kind of a rough transition afterwards, but a necessary one. Something went down in Texas last night. Most of you probably hip to it. it. It's regarding the invasion at the southern border. It's not an immigration crisis. It's an invasion. Let's just please stop the bullshit right now. D- folks, you know, it's really odd. I wrote about this in my second book, The Fight. I wrote about how this, all this talk about a civil war, it's not going to look anything like a civil war. It's going to look like kind of a soft secession. I've only spoken about this five, six hundred times if the country continues down this road and my predictions are sadly coming true. I wish we didn't get to this point, but you'll see in what happened in Texas. All right. I got a lot to talk about today. Big Friday show. Also DEI is going to make someone DIE really soon. Wait till you hear this story. If you're flying anytime soon. Eh. Hey, if you're looking for a new rifle or shotgun, I wholeheartedly recommend. I have them myself. Henry Repeating Arms. You can visit them at henryusa.com. Do not buy a firearm before going there. Just don't do it. Henryusa.com. You got to go there first. They have more than 200 models to choose from. New releases this year. And trust me, folks, you can't beat their quality and craftsmanship. I have their 44 carbine. I absolutely love it. The thing is a workhorse. Throw it in the back of a truck. Bang it around. This thing is, it's just reliable. They have a wide variety of calibers. Everything from 22s up to long distance hunting rounds. There's so many finishes to choose from. Blued steel, hardened brass and silver, antique color case, even an all-weather finish that can handle the toughest outdoor conditions. Some models have octagon barrels, beautifully machined and polished. They only use the best grades of genuine American walnut for their stocks. These things are made in America. It's a family-owned business. Lifetime warranty. They have affordable models starting at $250, collectible editions up to $3,000 that are splurge-worthy and a lot of options in between. Call them if you have questions. Their award-winning customer service team can help you find a Henry rifle right for you. Just ask your local FFL about Henry. You know why they're hard to find? Because everybody loves them. Start by ordering a copy of their free catalog today. HenryUSA.com, HenryUSA.com. They'll mail it with two free decals and a list of dealers in your area. Don't wait. That's HenryUSA.com for a free catalog and decals today. HenryUSA.com. Joseph, it's Friday, my friend. So let's get this party started. It's Friday! Yes, yes, it is Friday. We always love Friday. So first, starting out this Friday with a little bit of a smile. I thought this was fake. This was posted. Donald Trump put it on his true social essay. Who did the video, Gene? You know, power tie. This is freaking hilarious, folks. The greatest troll in political history. Check this out. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, 
and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. But I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> Power tie guy. That's, uh, that's hilarious. Trump put that on his truth account. If you're not on true social, by the way, you're missing out. Go and set up an account today. It's free. It's super easy. I got one. I got uh, 2.6 million followers over there. I'm at D Bongino. Really cool place. All right. Getting back to the important stuff, folks. As I said before, I, I wrote this, my, my second book. My first book is called Life Inside the Bubble. My second book was called The Fight. It was probably my least successful book, and I understand why. It's a little wonky on stuff. It was kind of my just deep thoughts on different matters. I get it. So the book did okay. We did a bestseller list, uh, the New York Times, but it wasn't like a big, huge seller of mine. But one of the chapters I write about is this kind of blue state, red state divide. And I talk about what this new kind of modern civil war would look like because there's this constant talk of a divided America. And folks, it's not like there's not a history of a civil war in the United States. Joe, the craziest thing, we actually had a war in the United States called, um, yes, the Civil War. Yes, we actually had one here. And the crazy thing is it isn't even that long ago when it comes from a historical perspective. So, no, you're not insane if you address the matter, uh, number one. No, you're not a radical if you address the matter. Uh, But we should try to avoid this, correct? Matter of fact, when there was talk of a secession movement, I told you about a year ago, and I got a lot of negative kind of feedback on it. And that's fine. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I don't do the show for feedback. I do it because I believe in something. Because I I, I warned you about all the downsides of it. How no matter what you do, the liberals are still going to come after you. It doesn't matter. You can fight now or fight later, but you're going to fight either now with a big landmass or later with a small one. But I warn in the book how a civil war in the future is not going to be like the civil war, you know, in 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 uh, in in eighteen in the eighteen sixties. It's not going to happen that way. That's not how it's going to go down. The way it's going to go down is it's going to be kind of a PR war. It's going to be kind of a court war. Um, it's going to be a you know FBI, DEA, Border Patrol versus state police, Dallas PD, San Antonio PD thing where they're not shooting at each other. They're just involved in an endless litany of legal battles over who can do what. And I'll tell you, what's going to happen is it's going to wind up getting ugly. And I don't mean ugly necessarily violent, but ugly legally when they start arresting each other. I mean, I wrote about the whole thing in the book and I call it the soft secession. What's going to wind up happening is because the federal government just sucks so bad. They suck. They can't do anything right. The suck level of the federal government on a scale of one to 100 is a 97 with small room for improvement on sucking. Everything they do sucks so bad. You're going to see states that don't want anything to do with the suck anymore are going to slowly pull back. Florida, Texas, Louisiana, states with large populations of liberty loving people who are like, stop the suck. I don't want anything to do with the suck. F the suck. I don't want this shit anymore. But they're not going to disconnect totally. There's still going to be some people who want their social security, are afraid of getting off Medicare. Don't laugh, folks. Everything I'm telling you, you're going to watch in the future and you're going to be like, shit, that crazy guy was right. You're seeing it now in Texas. What happened last night? Here's Colin Rugg on Twitter. Texas National Guard has effectively seized Shelby Park and Eagle Pass, which is where the illegals were coming in. 
preventing U.S. Border Patrol officers from entering the area as a border crisis spirals out of control. The Eagle Pass mayor says the move was done without the city's consent. Eagle Pass, he notes, has been a hot spot for illegal crossings. They know, quote, Texas is holding the line at the southern border with miles of additional razor wire and uh, barriers to keep people out, basically, uh, to prevent Biden's open uh, border policies, Abbott's spokesperson recently said. I'm paraphrasing there. Texas will continue to deploy National Guard soldiers, DPS, and more barriers, utilizing every tool and strategy to respond to President Biden's ongoing border crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you we're going to get to this point. It was only going to be a matter of time before these states said, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. You've got to remember, this is a battle of pure political will at this point, okay? You've got a governor in Texas who, ladies and gentlemen, needs to get elected to the members of his party, him. He needs to keep his political bank account. He may want to run for president one day, Greg Abbott. But I, whether you like Greg Abbott or not, I don't care. How many times do I got to tell you? You're seeing it right now with this budget deal with Speaker Mike Johnson. Everything I told you is true. Fuck politicians. Pardon my language. I don't care about them. I don't care about Greg Abbott. I don't give a shit about Speaker Mike Johnson. I don't mean it in a personal way. I wish them the best personally. I don't care about them in a I don't care. I have no allegiance or loyalty to them at all. I care about outcomes. And the way to enforce outcomes is with political power. Greg Abbott wants to run for president one day. Greg Abbott wants to leave Texas with 60% approval. So he has options in the future, the U.S. Senate, the presidency. He's got to answer to people that are being invaded every day. What did Biden think was going to happen? You know, I write about Mansour Olson in my book, the idea of uh, uh, concentrated interest and diffuse costs. Biden sees that now. Biden's like, well, if I let a bunch of people invade the country, it may look bad, but the cost to me will be minimal. Maybe I lose Arizona and Texas, but liberals around the country love it. In other words, the interests are concentrated, but the costs are diffused around the whole country. So I'm okay. But what Biden didn't take into account is that same principles working for Abbott. Abbott's like, do I start a, start a shitstorm with the federal government right now and kick them out of this place? Well, I've got concentrated interest too in getting reelected or getting elected to the Senate or getting elected to the presidency. Of course this was going to happen. Look at this. This is what it looks like over there at Eagle Pass. How long did Biden and his dipshits think, look at this, folks. This is obviously an invasion. This is not the immigration process. Why, Joe? What Do we have a, Joe, they have this thing in the immigration process. Do you happen to know yeah. what it's called? Uh, the immigration the process? That's what it's called. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ask dumb questions because you're like confused. I, I don't blame you. We haven't, that's not it. Keith, show it one more time. This is not the immigration process. No. I have people in my family who went through it. This is not it. You don't show up at Eagle Pass in the middle of the night and go, I'm here. That's not it, folks. No. That's not it. It's amazing. I just came back to the United States from overseas just a week and a half ago. London and Paris in Paris in France. And I had to go through this whole verification process to get this global pass ID. I still had to show a passport, go get a retinal scan. I'm dead serious. I had to go see a CBP guy, explain why I was gone. That is not the process to enter the country. Listen to me. Let me show you what this dystopian future, because none of us want this. 
You do not want even a soft secession going forward. It's going to create, we, all we want are people federally who get the, out of our lives. This soft secession going forward is going to look like this. You're going to see states like Florida with people like DeSantis and Texas with people like Abbott who've had enough of the bullshit. And they're going to say to federal agents, you know what? You're not executing that warrant on a political opponent here. I'm sorry. I'm sending out the National Guard. No, that's not going to happen. Just wait. Just wait if this weaponization of the government in an unconstitutional matter continues. I'm not telling you this is a cute future. Anybody should pray for this. But I'm telling you, make no mistake. We're getting there right quick if I can steal expression from the South, if you'll allow me as a Northerner. Texas is, I mean, do you understand the gravity of what happened last night? Texas basically said to the federal government, get the fuck out of here. We're, we got this. What's going to happen when they try to get back in? I mean, has anybody thought this through? And by the way, so you're totally not confused. I'm absolutely on the side of Greg Abbott. Let me right. unconfuse anyone quick. Right. I'm just giving you the reality of the situation that it should not got, have gotten to this point because the shit's getting ugly over there. These Both of these sides have guns. What if there's an incident? I, I, Man, I'm telling you, if you want part a book from the live, really don't give a shit about making money of a book from 10 years ago. I'm totally uninterested at all. Borrow it from a friend. I don't care. I'm just telling you, read that chapter and you're going to be like, man, you wrote this 10 years ago? Yeah. It's exactly what's happening now before we had this immigration crisis. Folks, we're in a dangerous spot. We're in a really dangerous spot. You combine all this with this new DIE stuff, diversity, inclusion, and equity, which is going to cause someone to die. I read something the other day. I mean, that to me is just as damaging to the invasion at the southern border. I read it and I was like, this can't possibly be happening. You know, and then I thought to myself, I hesitated to say because I've I've left. I'm gone a long time, and I don't know what they're doing now. But you would never believe the spaces that a, a hit or miss event. Stop! I want to explain this right. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things we should never do that aren't merit based ever. Brain surgery, piloting airplanes, protecting the president. These are occupational spaces that should only be occupied by people who possess the skill to do them. I know that seems self-evident. Every one of you in the chat is probably like, no shit, man. I don't want anyone operating on my brain. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I get you. I get you understand that. But that's not where we are right now. And I want you to think for a second, why is that important? Well, Dan, I think it's obvious. You're operating on my brain. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You could kill me. Yes, thank you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the chance of a negative outcome doesn't mean you're going to lose a fingernail. It means you die. It means the finality of it. The president would be killed with shitty Secret Service guys. A pilot will take down a plane because he doesn't know what he's freaking doing. And a neurosurgeon will get you killed because he's got your skull open and he could cause a major bleed out. We have gotten to the point. This is how freaking dangerous the left is. It's not just their open borders. It's not just their defund the police. Ladies and gentlemen, these people would rather see you dead than admit the obvious that their DIE debacle and everything else is causing the destruction of the United States. I can't emphasize to you which strongly or more passionately how effed up this shit all is. 
read this tweet. So this is from uh, Keenan, Peachy Keenan on, on Twitter. I, I don't know, but a verified account. And I saw it going around. I, I can't vouch for it. I can only say I reached out to a friend who attested to me that this is not that off. So here's the tweet. She says, I'm getting direct messages from pilot world, pilots, confirming that things are bad. But this one is really scary. The boomers really are our thin veneer of civilization. As they peel off, so will the veneer. So what is she saying? She got this direct message. And I'm again, a friend of, let's just say a friend of a friend has said, eh, that's not crazy. Here's the message. Every airline has an informal pilot assignment program that makes sure the unfireable DEI problem children are always paired with adult supervision. Keep that up. Meaning what, folks? Meaning there's some diversity hire who was hired for every other reason other than skill. Who the hell knows what? And they're so bad, they got to pair them with pilots who actually know what they're doing. If you're thinking, keep that up there. If you're thinking, holy shit, these people are flying a freaking plane. You're thinking right. Goes on. These programs are maintained by aging boomers who are immune to the Kool-Aid. As these guys retire and their numbers drop too low to stop the true blue DEI believers, every flight will be a roll of the dice and eventually there'll be one with two defective DEI pilots in the cockpit. Pray for the people on that flight. They're going to need it. Folks, I titled this show today, This Wokeism is Going to Get Someone Killed. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know all the stories if it already has. Pilots? You understand the capacity for, I am not a pilot. However, I lived in a neighborhood uh, in Maryland and I used to talk to these guys a lot. I, one of them told me all the time, it's easy to fly a plane. Landing, it's where all the skill comes in. Anyone can fly a plane. It's, it's, I mean, anyone can fly a hang glider. It's the landing you got to stick. Ladies and gentlemen, flying is really super complicated. You lose gas, you lose an engine, you got to know all kinds of things about a tonnage, weight distribution. What are the, what, Joe, I, I, I watch these pilot videos all the time because I'm fascinated by this. They have yeah. this expression. It says, um, what is it? A plane that's too top heavy in the front is going to fly poorly. A, flame, a plane that's too top heavy in the back is going to fly poorly once. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, this is the kind of shit people got to think about. You want a guy up front who can't do basic math on weight distribution? Folks, this stuff is going to get someone killed. Uh, you know, when I, when I come on the air and I tell you things like, you know, liberals are absolutely committed to doing things, which will lead to a strong likelihood that the country will get wrecked and you may die. I'm not kidding. Pilots, executives in companies building planes who are being incentivized to DEI hire and not skill. Oh, that's not happening. Here's James Lindsay, an account I enjoy. Gets into a lot of Twitter fights, but I'm okay with that. I like that once in a while. Lindsay, you put out there, he's at Conceptual James. He says up to 40% of the executive's potential pay, he's talking about Boeing, up to 40% of their pay is that annual incentive pay program. Oh, okay, Joe, so Boeing executives get this pay program. Cool. Which is tied to hitting DEI targets? Wait, wait. You would think to yourself, Guy, am I crazy? Like, oh, it's not tied to actually building planes? Like, I, I don't know. See, if I was giving Guy like a performance bonus, Joe, I would give Guy performance, I don't know, extra hours worked, specials we do. Um, not how many people he's spoken to who have like a specific DEI target. For those, 
It is, I know it is Ray. He says that's totally right. He's correct. hundred percent. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so, let me apologize in advance. For those just catching on, he notes, DEI doesn't have anything to do with aircraft safety. Here, with aircraft manufacturing or safety. Here, he even puts it up there. They're paid based on equity, diversity, and inclusion. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are building freaking planes you're flying on. So now we've got plane builders being paid on how many DEI hires they're involved in. And then we got pilots who are hired not on merit, but based on skin color. Holy shit, does anybody see a problem with this? Am I the only sane one? I don't want to forget to talk about this. So now we're talking about pilots. What about medicine? Oh, oh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is going to get someone killed, bro. And this is going to get someone killed quick. This is going to get a lot of people killed if we don't unscrew this thing real fast. Let me take a quick break. I'll show you the medicine angle. I'm going to tell you a little story about my prior line of work because it was all over there too. Patriot Mobile for 10 years. Patriot Mobile. Ladies, come and Ladies and gentlemen, let's say, get, get away from Big Mobile. Patriot Mobile. Hey, just go with the, why would you not go with these guys? Stop supporting the left. Glenn and the team love you guys. People are flocking over there. They texted Paula about a week ago and they couldn't thank us enough for how many people flocked over to Patriot Mobile in one day. I'm proud to partner with them. They offer dependable nationwide coverage. Go over there in the parallel economy. The service is great. They offer access to all three major networks. It means you get the same coverage you're accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a company who believes in free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veteran and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They make switching easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone. Upgrade. No problem. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bongino or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Bongino. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino or call 972-PATRIOT. Now, you're like, oh, Dan, all right, I'll roll, my, I'll roll the dice. Roll the dice on, uh, on, on pilots and planes. Okay, good luck. Uh, it scares the shit out of me. Well, what about your health care? Now, Joe, you and I are Maryland guys, or were. Right. You've heard of this place, uh, John's Snops, not skins or so. Oh, Hopkins, Hopkins, John Hopkins. I know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know him. Yeah, you man. <laughs> it's only one of the elite learning institutions in the entire United States. Also, a pretty good lacrosse team. So they're pumping out all these doctors, and you say to yourself, "Wow, it's great. We got people at Johns Hopkins. I mean, really, really the best of the best of the best." New York Post: Johns Hopkins diversity chief label Johns Hopkins diversity chief labels whites and males and Christians as quote privileged. What? Does anybody see that as a freaking problem? So just to be clear, you're in a Johns Hopkins medical facility, and there's three or four people waiting to be serviced in the emergency room who are all critical, and one's white, and one's black, and one hits one's Hispanic. Now you got to be worried that the decision to treat is not based on a medical triage, but based on the color of your skin. What the, what is that? Really, bro? Folks, someone is going to get killed if they haven't been already. It's story time with Dan Bongino. You ready? He doesn't like story time, but it's story time because this is a doozy. So I was getting cancer surgery up at a hospital up in New York. I was having a big tumor removed from my neck. 
kind of freaking sucks. It was a big one. We didn't know how bad. Remember that, Joe? I was like, hey, dude, I got a thing in my neck. It's like a freaking tumor. Reminded me of that scene yeah. at, in, uh, what, what, what is it, old school? Dude, you got a dart in your neck. Remember that? So I'm a little nervous because I don't know what kind of cancer it is. And I'm like, shit, man, I don't want to get dead. Like, I don't want to die and stuff. So I'm not in a good place. I write about this in the, in the last book. So this, this nurse comes in and she's putting the IV in, which I hate. I hate IV. I don't even like talking about it. I hate him so much. Oh, stop being a wuss. Totally right. Not even defending myself. I don't like needles. Yes, I'm a wuss. Point stipulated, you win. So now I'm freaking out as much about the IV. I'm actually sweating because I hate needles that much. About the surgery, which you're like, Dan, you're worried more about an IV than the actual tumor in your neck. I'm not saying it's sane. I'm telling you what happened. So as I'm sitting there sweating, ladies putting the IV in, and it hurts like a mother because I have really sensitive hands. And she looks at me and she goes, so what do you do for a living? And I said, uh, I, usually I would just lie about it and say I was like an aqua dozer or something. I don't usually tell people what I do if I don't know, but if they don't know because it's just not worth the whole conversation. I said, I do a podcast, which I never say. She said, really, on what? And instead of doing the smart thing and saying like sports or something, I'm nervous from the IV. That's why I said it. I said politics. She looks at me and she's putting the IV in and she goes, as the Lord Almighty is my judge. She says, you're not a Trump supporter, are you? My wife looks at me like, holy, did she, Joe, I know you know the story. I've told you a thousand times. Folks, this is not a bullshit story. I promise you on my life, this story happened. I'm looking at her like, are you freaking kidding me? And when she says you're not a Trump supporter, are you? she doesn't mean it in a nice way. You, I can read body language like anyone else. You're not a Trump supporter. I'm like, I'm about to get a tumor removed from my neck. And then she starts to go on. Trump, remember when Trump had COVID and he went out on the balcony and didn't put a mask on and they were losing their minds? This is like a couple days after that. She's like, you believe that guy out on the balcony without a mask? I'm looking at this, me and my wife, like, what the? I'm about to get a tumor pulled out of my neck, man. These, this is insane. That was it after I never went back. I went to MD Anderson in Houston, Texas, where, by the way, I don't know anybody's politics. I didn't give a shit. And they never brought it up because you know why? Shocker, Joe, they do freaking medicine out there. Yeah. They could be diehard liberals. Not my freaking business. They always treated me like a gentleman. I treated them the same way. And let me tell you something else. This was a big problem in the Secret Service, too. In case you think like, oh, it's the president's life and the president wouldn't put people around them who are really? You ever get the chance to talk to Don Jr. or Eric or others about some of the Secret Service people out of diversity they put around them? Talk to them sometime. This shit is everywhere. Well, Dan, they wouldn't forfeit our national security pumping his DEI shit instead of teaching our military how to be lethal. You ever heard this guy? This guy's up on Capitol Hill. He's a military commander. Matt, I, I'm sorry, I always mess up his last name. His first name is Matt. Forgive me, sir. I'm not trying to, but, but he's a commander in the military. He's worthy of respect for his title. He's up on Capitol Hill. And if you haven't seen this guy's testimony, folks, I'm going to give you a minute of it. It is freaking fire. Here he is for about a minute talking about how lethality, they don't give a shit about lethality. He might spend their time on DEI bullshit. They're going to get everybody killed. Take a look. 
So, Mr. Lomar, what has happened in the last three years that has uh, caused lethality to deteriorate in the military? There's been an over-politicization of the military workplace and the forcing of trainings that are anti-American, that criticize our founders, that allege that white supremacy is a problem within the military ranks, which has never been proven. And all of that rhetoric that occurred once Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin took office led to a bunch of moaning and bitching and complaining behind closed doors of our service members. And I heard it as a commander. And so I wrote a formal written IG complaint about it that was dismissed by senior leaders because they were afraid of the political and racial climate that we've created in this country. And so they were afraid to hold one another accountable for their politics. Forgive me, Matt Lohmeyer should have known that in advance. Totally on me. God bless this guy. You got to watch his whole testimony. It's just freaking fire. He makes this point about how these guys in combat, if you're combat ready, don't give a shit if you're gay or whatever. They don't care. just want to fight. They're there to kill the enemy. That's what they do. They don't need a bunch of shit PowerPoints sitting there uh, wasting their time. These people are going to get someone killed, man. It is your obligation as a CEO, as a university professor, as a small business owner to fight this stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, every sane American out there listening to show and conservative knows that discriminating against someone based on their skin color is fucking evil bullshit. Straight up evil. There is no, no ifs, ands, or buts. That is a dispositive period. But ladies and gentlemen, hiring someone clearly not ready for the position based on politics or skin color or religion or anything else outside of merit is equally evil and candidly freaking dangerous. Pilots, healthcare, secret service, our military. They're destroying our military. I'm going to show you what I mean in a minute. I'm just going to show you a straight up Google search of what America, American media and American liberals want you to believe our military is now. All right, quick break. As you can tell, I have some... uh, Now that my nose is better and I'm 1,000% healed. Oh! Yes! That was a catch and a... You dropped it. Did you drop it? Ah, damn it. You said a line. I didn't say... I saw it on the floor. You said, no, it was too dark over there. Blackout coffee. Stop. Stop. I'm going to miss this cat, man. You see? You see crazy stuff. Poor guy. Blackout coffee. Stop buying woke bullshit coffee because it sucks. Is that in the spot? No, but it's in my spot. I love this stuff. I make up my own spots and I love this coffee so much. John from Blackout's like, you do what you want. You know, go buy this stuff. There's my spot at blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Go buy it today. Why? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to make it real simple. The owner of the company loves America, but I'm not telling you, it's a lot of companies love America. This coffee is just damn good. It's not DEI coffee. They don't do any of that shit. They love America. They love everybody. They roast great beans and they make great freaking coffee. That's why. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Go there for 20% off your first thought. It's the greatest spot ever. I drink about four cups a day. You do you. There may be a lot for some. I love it. And just enjoy it. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to America. They love the country. They love good coffee. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. 
that 2A on the front is not Appendix 2A. They mean the Second Amendment because they love the country. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. 20% off your first order. Go today. Our last sponsor today before I get back to this segment is MD Hearing. Podcast is sponsored today by MD Hearing. It's 2024. You're still paying thousands of dollars for hearing aids. Don't even work right. That's a big mistake. MD Hearing is an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing's brand new XS model covers over 90% less uh, costs, excuse me, costs over 90% less than clinic hearing aids. That's an enormous savings. And the XS is MD Hearing's smallest hearing aid ever. It fits inside your ear. No one will ever know it's there. If you meet my dad, he uses them. You're not even going to see him. He's just going to talk to you. I can't stop talking about MD Hearing. It's crazy how good the quality is at only $397. Plus, MD Hearing has sold over 1.5 million hearing aids. They offer a 45-day risk-free trial with 100% money-back guarantee so you can buy with confidence. Support our sponsors, folks. They want to be here and talk to you. You want a hearing aid? Go with MD Hearing. It's their smallest hearing aid ever. Go to shopmdhearing.com. Use promo code PATRIOT. That's you. That's what they think of you. To get their new $397 when you buy a pair offer. That's shopmdhearing.com. Shopmdhearing.com. Use our promo code PATRIOT and get their new $397 when you buy a pair off. It's a great company. Check them out. I, we vet our companies pretty good. So MD Hearing, check them out. Folks, back to the show. I did this yesterday. This is my phone. This is a screenshot of my phone. I, I, I went to Google for a reason, not because I like Google. By the way, Google's in a lot of trouble. I read an interesting thread yesterday. I don't want to get off sidetrack, but Google's in a lot of trouble. Artificial intelligence has the chance to decimate this company. We'll get back to that another day. But I went to the left's favorite search engine. This is what the left thinks about our military. This is why lethality is going down and DEI training is going up. I put in, this is my, I'm glad I spelled it right. I, this is my actual phone. I just took screenshots. White supremacy military. You can see it right there in the search bar. About 25,400,000 results came up. Here's just a screenshot of, in order, what happened. The violent, far-right terrorist threat to the military. White nationalists shouldn't serve in the military. You're like, oh my gosh, these are the first two hits? Put up the next one. This is really serious stuff. Is that it? Did I not send you anymore? Oh, there we go. Pentagon report reveals inroads white supremacists have. This is just in order. Pentagon report warns of threat from white supremacists. Holy shit, Joe, we got a problem. The military has been taken over by like the Ku Klux Klan. Here's, oh. This is page three. The deep history of white supremacy in the military. Alarming incidents of white supremacy in the military. One in five applicants to a white supremacist group tied, and they imply, to the military. Holy Moses, we got a real problem. This is, folks, this is bad. White supremacy. Can we, all, can we just all agree in the chat? White supremacy, evil. We get it, right? Like that doesn't take a genius to figure that out. And the military, very bad, Joe. Now, you know, our people in the show are very sensitive ties to the military. And, you know, my family was a military family. I was not, to my great regret. So when I hear stuff like that, I think, wow, we got a real problem. And I thought to myself, Joe, you know, I'm a science guy. I know you are too. I like spreadsheets and data. So Google and the left are telling us like there's this massive problem with white supremacy in the military. Has there ever been a study? Oh, look, a study just came out. January 5th, 2024. That sounds like a few days ago. Troops do not have an extremism problem, but veterans do, study finds. The veterans thing will be debunked next. So look at that. So weird. They just finally did a study on what we were told is a reason to uproot our military and teach them to be less lethal and teach them all the DIE shit. And then we find out that it's all a hoax. Weird. So weird. 
Oh, and then look at this. See, behavior, ladies and gentlemen, has consequences. Haven't been a psychology student for a long time. They have this thing, operant conditioning, response, reinforcement. So if I touch an electric fence, I get negative reinforcement. You know what it is, Joe? It's an electric shock, and I'm not going to touch it again. So that's how human beings learn. So maybe when we do dumb shit, like tell a bunch of people that the military sucks and is full of Ku Klux Klan members, you get things like this. Red state, Banshi. Army recruitment of white soldiers plummets. Take a wild guess why. Great piece, Banshi. We love that. Is Banshi a woman or a man, by the way? Banshi a guy? I don't I like Banshi's article. Yes. Banshi's opinionated and has his, but I like Banshi's article. Army recruitment plummets. Take a guess why. I don't know, but I know Banshi's a smart guy. And he knows. Do you have that? Oh, this is okay. This is not part of this. Jim. Put this in the show. I should have thought this is shame on me. You should have suggested this last night when I left you the voicemail. It's a great idea. Why would people not want to join a military designed to kill the enemy? Um, maybe because of recruiting efforts like this. I want you to watch this side by side. Guy's idea, but he's correct. This is beautiful. Here's one of our recruiting ads. And then here's what the Russians are doing. Take a look. На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов. Но разве ты способен знать себя? Познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы. А без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле, главный враг – это задача выследить врага. Догнать его. Превзойти. Стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California. With a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my call. Jim, by the way, has informed me Banshee is a woman. Either way, Banshee, we like your stuff. Stay opinionated. We like that. Look at those two back-to-back. Folks, you got one side of the world, the Chinese Communist Party and the Russians, training to whack us for like tomorrow. And you got our military teaching a bunch of DEI bullshit, brain surgeons learning white people are privileged, secret service guys on a detail that can't even carry their own body weight, freaking pilots flying planes who can't even do basic math. You understand this is what these people want. This is what their great reset looks like. This is what it looks like. It looks like control and division because division is a means for control. Do you understand that? You know, one of the things I've always kind of placed a premium on with this show is explaining to you the why. There's a reason liberals do what they do. Why divide us? Why this endless focus on not merit and skin color over merit? Because ladies and gentlemen, merit is a sign of economic freedom and capitalism. And when you, all right, I don't want Guy, if I stop me if I screw this up because you're the my harshest critic and it's okay. Yeah, I, I know I, where you're going to, dude. You know, this is, I, you know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Folks, when you believe that societal structures are the cause of everybody's failure and not individual work ethic, which is what the communist believes, everything has to be dismantled. That's where the division component comes from. That's why merit can never be allowed into the equation. Because if you acknowledge merit, that people just work harder than others and that's why they're rich, if you acknowledge that, the whole communist manifesto falls apart. 
So the left is constantly searching for an excuse as to why people suck and they can't say they're lazy. So it's always racism, environmental justice, Islamophobia. Do you understand that? All right, I'll leave it there because Guy will kill me. But that's the point. They don't, if people die in the process of subordinating merit, they don't care. They need to control everything. And a means of control is not allowing an individual to control their own lives. Now, I've been warning you about this stuff, this great reset stuff. This show harps on it often because it's serious. I want you to watch this because this is not a conspiracy theory, man. These people are doing this stuff right now. Here's a very powerful woman, Christine Lagarde. She's the European Central Bank president. She's talking about these CBDCs, a mechanism of unprecedented government control. It stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. It's basically digital money the government's going to issue to you on an app on your phone or whatever. Say it's the app on the phone. And it can take away like that. It doesn't have to come to your house. It doesn't have to come to your bank account. It could just make the money disappear. It can tell you where you can spend it and where you can't. Like a gun shop, tobacco shop, alcohol. So whenever I talk about CBDCs and how these new communists, these neo-communists want to control you, people go, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Here she is talking about this new euro CBDC for the eurozone. And she's basically saying, yes, there will be control. But I want you to pay attention to the last 30 seconds. They do this every time. They use terrorism and national security, which they don't give a shit about. I just showed you in the military. They don't care about national security. They care about it. They're using that as an excuse, this fear thing. Oh, terrorists will use cash as a way to steal away your ability to maintain your economic freedom. The shit's happening right now. Listen to yourself and their words. You're introducing the electronic euro, as I know. Yeah. So yeah. how can I... Um how can switching to an electronic currency help? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. So you take mm -hmm. your risk. You get caught, you are fined, or you go in jail. But, you know, the, the, the digital euro is going to have a limited amount of control. There will be control. You're right. You're completely right. We are considering whether for very small amounts, you know, anything that is around 300, 400 euros, we could have a mechanism where there is zero control. But that could be dangerous. The terrorist attacks on France uh, back uh, 10 years ago were entirely financed by those very small anonymous credit cards that you can recharge in total anonymity. Folks, they're not hiding it. I mean, I've, I've, I, I, I promise you I'm never going to waste your time on this show. I'm only playing their own words. You notice, comparatively speaking, I find it really strange. I, I almost want them to attack the show more. It's great for PR. Do you notice the left just is completely ignores my show? I got to tell you, Joe, I'm getting a little offended. They used to come after my show all the time. And then you and I started doing this crazy thing, like bringing the receipts and showing the left's own words. No, I'm serious. Did you notice, though, comparably speaking to other shows, they avoid this show at all costs. They never link to it. They never they rarely go after me anymore because they're afraid people will watch the show and go, shit, Bongino's not crazy. They're actually talking about the digital euro and that their quote will be control. And then when I talk about the Great Reset, I show things like. 
the book cover for Klaus Schwab's book, head of the WEF, called The Great Reset. And they're like, well, it's a conspiracy, except Dan Bongino showed the book called The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. By the way, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Oh, go, he has it. COVID-19. The great, the great, look at that. The Great Reset. So strange. I, th- I thought we made that up. I thought it was a conspiracy theory. Folks, this Great Reset, control, division, DEI over merit. This stuff is real. This stuff is happening. We never go anywhere without the receipts, bro. Ever. Ever. This is not a Republican or Democrat thing. This is a humankind liberty and freedom thing. You better get on the train or get your ass run over by it. These people aren't screwing around. Here's a little bit of good news on a Friday, though. People like me and and uh, Lindsay and, and tons of other people out there have been using our platforms to expose what these people are up to. And folks, they can't do a damn thing without us pointing it out. They can't move a CBDC in the United States. I'm serious. They're getting really nervous. They're getting really nervous that we are starting to notice what they're up to. They are. Are we winning every fight? No, the border's still open. Cities are still in chaos. Are we making headway? You're damn right we are. Just ask Disney and the former Harvard president. So keep your chin up a little bit. But I want you to listen to Klaus Schwab himself. He's getting real nervous here that we're we're noticing. Boy, this is a speech he gave not that long ago. Talking about basically us, the libertarian types, and how we're like anti-system people. Listen to how nervous this guy sounds about people like us noticing what they're up to. Check this out. You have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. So fixing the present system is not enough. Now, there is, of course, a anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of influence of government into private lives. So, folks, no need to start popping the Dom Perignon, all right? But make no mistake, the culture war that they've been winning, racking up 16-0 and seasons for 20 and 30 years, that shit is over. That is over. We have racked up significant victories over the last few years. And if Donald Trump wins this election, you can be damn sure that freedom train is slowing down and headed back to the freedom station instead of away from it. Forgive me, I always forget the radio host who invented the freedom train analogy. It is not mine. I don't take credit from other people's work. I think he was a guy out of San Francisco. Someone look that up for me in the chat if you would, and uh, let me know. But it's a great analogy. Speaking of California, by the way, the next step in this great reset battle on you and economic freedom is to tax your wealth. I'm going to spend just a quick amount of time in this. Folks, there's a bill in California. It exists Gavin Newsom is freaking out about it because he knows it'll be the death of California. This is very real. There's a bill in California right now to tax you on your wealth. Oh, damn, we have wealth taxes now. No, we don't. We have income taxes. You are not taxed every year based on your wealth. Let me give you an example. You've got an art collection. Do you get a bill every year for the value of your art? You don't. Do you get a bill every year in your stock portfolio? If you don't sell it, you do not. California is pushing a wealth tax. Here's the kick in the balls. The great resetters, by the way, love a wealth tax. 
you want to talk about wealth redistribution? Part-time residents would be taxed on their prorated share of their wealth based in California and how much time they spend there. Here's the key. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not done. I'm not done. You can say, whoa, again. The tax would also apply to non-residents. You don't even live there who recently left the state. So if you moved out of California, what, two, three years ago, they'll come for you still. Whoa, again. What? <laughs> Wait, Joe, I get infomercial. There's more. Key, screenshot two. This, folks, get the hell out. Chatsters, how many Californians we got? California, put a Y if you live in California. Get the hell out as soon as you can. To spread the wealth around to basically lawyers, the bill would apply the state's False Claims Act to wealth tax records. What does that mean? It means attorneys could sue rich people on behalf of California for underreporting their assets. Oh my gosh, this shit is crazy. Get, see? Yes, we got a lot of California. Get out. I've warned you. Get out. We got a lot of fuck no's too, but I just said, I didn't say, say you're not in California. If you are, get out. You could be, say you've got a Hunter Biden blowhole painting, Joe, and you value it at the $10 it's worth, which is weird because the canvas alone costs 20. Let's <laughs> say you say it's worth 10 and Joe Biden says it's worth 500,000. They could sue you. Folks, it's right there. You can read the bill yourself. Now, to be fair, Gavin Newsom says he's not for it. Joe, you think I believe Gavin Newsom? I believe Gavin Newsom as far as I could throw him. And Joe's seen my arm. Joe, how is my arm? Is it very good? Uh, it can be weak at times, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Just about all the time. Yeah. Get out of California before you get sued over your art collection. That's not happening. Read the bill, man. Get out. I can't warn you enough. But Dan, I've got a business there. Move it to Florida. But I got to start over. I did. Joe met me in Maryland when, Joe, what was my job when I met you in Maryland? I'll give you the answer. Uh, I didn't have one. I was running for office because I decided to start over. Folks, get out. Please get out before it's too late. All right. I got a couple of things I want to end on. I'm going to, folks, listen, I'm a, as you can see from my War Eagle pin, um, I am an Auburn fan, but um, I, I respect good coaching and good teams and good play. And uh, Nick Saban was a great coach. And Nick Saban uh, retired the other day. I mean, his college career is unbelievable. And uh, I, I don't want one of these guys who gets into, you know, like rivalries and stuff. I just like Auburn. You know, I think it's pretty obvious my daughter goes there. I haven't said that before. I try to keep it, but everybody knows. Um, so I enjoy the school and I love Bruce Pearl, the basketball coach, uh, a lot. He's a good conservative and I like the place, but Nick Saban retired and there was a speech he gave a while ago. I'm going to play that for you to end the show and uh, please stay tuned because it's worth your time. And I think a lot of kids need to hear this, but I just want to get to this before we go. Cause this was a huge story that broke yesterday too. More evidence why this great reset crowd, by the way, which I throw Fauci in with, he can deny it all he wants, but the ideology that the great resetters have is a Fauci and ideology too. Don't trust these people. Ladies and gentlemen, they lie to you about everything. Fox News, Fauci admits social distancing, not based on science, sort of just appeared. Remember the six foot social distancing thing, the footprints on the floor? 
Joe and I, when that happened, we were like, where did they get this from? And I, Joe, if you, I don't know if you remember this, but we did a show because I looked this up. And yesterday I forgot, but I looked this up. It's out there somewhere if uh, audience archivist Judy wants to find it. The six foot social distancing thing came from a study in 1918. 1981? No, 1918. The hell does that have to do with COVID? It was a study based on a particularly pernicious flu and how the droplets could be expelled roughly six feet. Well, you may say to yourself, well, that seems applicable to coronavirus. Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't because they found out later that coronavirus is aerosolized. It's not necessarily droplet based, which is, again, why masks don't work either. A mask may stop a droplet. It's just going to spread an aerosol. You breathe right through it. You expel right through it. So the six foot social distancing was bullshit. Now Fauci admits it. After we shut down schools, and I love his excuse, I didn't shut down a school directly. Fauci, stop the bullshit, please, Doc. People in government, Trump included, placed their trust in you, thinking you were telling the truth because you were a doctor. And it turns out you and your advice were full of shit the entire time. Folks, we will never trust these people again. When these great reset crowd intellectual elites tell you something, think twice about believing it before producing the receipts. Because on this show, we bring actual receipts. All right, I want you to watch this. This is a little bit of a... For all you young kids out there, watch my show. You know I love having you. I love that you spread the word. I deeply appreciate it. You're a big part of this show and its future. Nick Saban was asked about what it takes to be excellent in choices. And people ask me for advice a lot when I'm out there, especially young kids. They go, Dan, you got any career advice? And I say the same thing to him every time from the book, The Black Swan by Nassim Taleb. Collect opportunities, but don't chase trains. Collect every opportunity you can. One of them's eventually going to work out. But don't chase trains either. When you say you're going to do something, you freaking do it. If the train's there at 8 o'clock and you're there at 8.05 and you're chasing the damn train, that's your fault, not the train's fault. And stop pretending that, the, oh, yeah, life is full of choices. Life isn't full of choices. As Joe knows damn well, Life is not full of choices. If you want to succeed, you have no choice. You know what the choice is? Hard work. That's not a choice. That's the path. Listen to Nick Saban talk about exactly. This is great advice. I don't care if you like Alabama football or not. Take a listen. Um, you know, these guys sort of don't, they all think they have this illusion of choice. Like I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, and we kind of, have a younger generation now that doesn't always get told no. Uh, they don't always get told this is exactly how you need to do it. Um, so they have this illusion that they have all these choices. But the fact of the matter is, is if you want to be good, you really don't have a lot of choices because it takes what it takes. You have to do what you have to do to be successful. So you have to make the choices and decisions to have the discipline and the focus to the process of what you need to do to accomplish your goals. And all these guys that think they have a lot of choices are really, you know, sort of sadly mistaken. And I think as we all have done with our own children, um, they learn these lessons of life uh, as they get older. And sometimes the best way to learn is from the mistakes that you make, even though we all hate to see them have to make them. Uh, and we don't really condone it when they do. 
Folks, that's a great speech. I don't care if you like sports, college football, Alabama football or not. He is 100% accurate. Telling these kids at, you know, 13 and 14, oh, you know, just do what you love. I'm sorry is bullshit advice. Do what you do what you're good at, whether it's accounting or whatever. Build yourself a nest egg to support yourself and your family and then go do what you love. But life is not full of choices. You have one air quotes choice and that's work hard or don't. Stop pretending like life is this cornucopia of, oh, take a break year and travel the world. No, don't. I'm sorry. I don't give my kids that advice. I'm not going to give you that advice either. Ladies and gentlemen, I do what I love now. You know why I do what I love now? This job I love. I would do this job for free. I don't have to, and therefore I don't. I'm a capitalist, but I would. Joe, how long did we do this show for free for? Oh, years and five How long years? did you do this show before getting a paycheck? A long time. Joe was like, I will totally years. volunteer because years. I have faith in you. We did got paid nothing. We just did it because we enjoyed it. On the weekends, folks, I do what I love now. But I did what I didn't love for a long time. Police work was hard. Stocking shelves in a supermarket and cleaning dirty mausoleums in a cemetery in the dark was not fun. It wasn't a choice. It was the hard work I needed to do to pay for an education. I wish we would stop giving kids a bunch of bullshit advice. And every time I say this, even some conservatives, oh, damn, we shouldn't tell people that don't do what you love. No, we should. That's how you get that Russian military ad versus ours, telling people flowery bullshit instead of what's necessary to survive. Imagine telling a farmer a hundred years ago who was barely staying alive every day, had nine kids and three of them survived. Oh, just go do what you love. Everybody be freaking dead. Do what you're good at. Build yourself a nest egg. And then do what you love. That's some real advice. Nick Saban is right. That choice is an illusion. Bust your ass and you'll get everything you want. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. I so deeply appreciate it. Please, if you have not signed up for Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, but please download the Rumble app. We got just amazing things coming. Rumble is just, I am so fully invested right now in Rumble. You may have seen the report. I just reinvested a bunch of my financial assets in Rumble. I love this place. Uh, the future is big here. So we would love for you to set up an account. It is free. Join the chat every day. I'm there early, folks. I'm there at 10 a.m. Eastern time. How do I get in the chat? Simple. Download the Rumble app, set up an account, and just chat. Go right to the show and just start chatting away. I welcome new people every single day. Show starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time every single day. Stay for the radio show. It'll be on the channel here next. You just click on it. It says Radio Show Live. See you in a few minutes and see you back on a podcast on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.